Yeah, so um, that's why I'm not allowed to talk here anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> why? Are we live? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome along once again to the Still Parents podcast. Here we are. We are live. It is Sunday night down at Mill Street Studios in Leamington Spa. My name is Dan Kelly. Hope you are doing well. Let's do this. Ryan, how are you, sir? Ryan, Ryan from the Lily May Foundation, which if this is your first time that you've ever heard, whether it's live or listening back, Ryan is the guy responsible for Lily May Foundation and setting up this podcast when we started it just around the start of lockdown. We're now on series three. I think it's episode four. Or no, hang on. Series four. Episode. Series four, episode four. So guess which subject I wasn't very good at at school. <laughs> Matt. Um, yeah, so here we are. Thank you very much. If you're uh, watching us live right now, we'd love to, to hear from you. Give us a little wave in the comments or type a comment. Let us know that you're here. If you would like to ask or get involved in any way while we're here tonight, uh, that'd be great. If you're listening back through your podcast provider at a later date, you can still get in touch through our socials. The uh, Still Parents podcast on Instagram, and uh, yeah, we can. Whether if, if you'd like a question to be answered at some point, or maybe even come on the show, you don't have to necessarily come into the studio. You don't even need to be on it for the whole thing. You can just come on for a few minutes via Zoom. You can come on, ask a question, or you can just write it, or you can just listen. And we appreciate each and every one of you who's, uh, who's been doing that so far. And obviously, the reasons that we are here, and we know it can be quite tough at times, but. Um, it's been quite the journey that we've been going on so far. And um, yeah, before we introduce our, our guests, that um, I think, you, are you on camera at the minute? Not on camera. Not on camera. So we'll, we'll reveal our guests in a few moments from now. But first up, how, how are you? you? You okay, Ryan? You all right, Matt? My yeah, wife's so back I'm, on. I'm, I feel we're very close tonight. Aren't we? we are very I'm close. Very, very close. Like, take your hand off, my lips. Yeah. <laughs> well, ever since <laughs> Ryan nearly chopped his um, <laughs> finger off on the podcast we had to cancel last minute uh, a few weeks ago, we've been trying different seating arrangements just to keep Ryan away from the sharp edges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. You wrap me in bubble wrap <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a beautiful week in March, hasn't it? It's almost felt like a little bit of summer. Mm. It's been lovely. It's been very nice. It's been really nice. I, I don't think I've ever mowed the lawn in March before. No. Do you know what? I've mowed the lawn yeah, as well. Yeah, I've mowed the lawn as well. Yeah, yeah. I was trying my hardest to put it off, and my wife, Lena, she kept saying, are you, are you, no, you know the indirect question? Yeah. Oh, Lord, it's nice weather today. Lawn's looking a bit long. <laughs> Yeah. That means do the lawn. And I'm doing I think that. She must have been on message to yeah. Amy as well because, like, that's exactly what Amy said to me. The <laughs> oh, lawn's looking really long. And you know, when you can tell that you're just starting to get a little bit older now as well for, for, for plenty of reasons. And one of them is the fact that I went, well, if I cut it now, it's going to grow like a. Hang on, I can't swear this kid's. <laughs> it's going to grow like a something yeah. rocker. And um, I'm going to have to be doing it every week now. But yeah, yeah it got done and it was, I'm happy about it. Yeah. It's looking nice. It was nice to drive here in the light tonight, though, I have to say. Yeah, clocks went forward, didn't they? Which very nearly stitched me up. <laughs> I knew that they'd gone forward. <laughs> On your phones these days, it changes automatically, Automatic, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But you looked at your wristwatch. One of the easiest gigs I've ever done in my life, um, DJing in a nightclub. It was, um, which, which what it was called, Penthouse in Birmingham, about ten years ago, and they booked me to play from two till three in the morning. It was like one of the last sets, so I turned up at you know half one. <laughs> We'd all forgotten the clocks go forward. I went on two till three to do my set, but at one fifty nine, um, clicked over to two, which then became three, and the club was shut. <laughs> <laughs> the doorman came over, right, everyone out, and I'm like, oh, do we still get paid? <laughs> Is that why they booked you? Booked you to close the door, gave you the yeah, keys to yeah. lock up. Yeah, it wasn't the first time I'd emptied a dance floor. But... <laughs> 
it's quite an interesting one doing the podcast today and, and what the podcast is about because it's also Mother's Day today. So did you cook any nice meals? Have you been looking after your, your other halves today? I have actually, Ken. I'm being serious. I've tidied the house. I've cleaned the toilets. I've mopped the floors. <laughs> I've done the washing. And I've cooked a roast dinner. I was watching Saturday Kitchen yesterday and I, um, Nigella Lawson was on doing a... I'm not normally a fan of her. Well, I don't normally watch a lot of her, but she made this, this dish and I thought, oh, it looks quite good. I'll, I'll make this. But, and then I realised she's quite well known for being a little bit saucy with the way that she says what, she need, what you need to do with the, your food, isn't it? And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the kitchen and my wife walks in just as she goes, and now I need you to squeeze your shaved lemons. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she goes, now you need to juice your bold lemons. That was it. Because <laughs> at first I had to, like, you know, grate off some zest, put it on the food, and pop them on the side, and then and she knows what she's doing. She does. She does, she, yeah. yeah is, that the one, is that the one that says, stick it in the microwave? Yes, it is her. Yeah, yeah she's, um, yeah, she's... Oh, that voice you can hear, by the way, is, uh, is one of Ryan's boys. His name is Alfie. If you've been to the Lily Mae Foundation, the uh, dinner, golf and dance... Um, I've did a cracking job on there. It was, it was the drums you played last year, yeah, wasn't it? It was the drums. I didn't think I did too well, to be fairly honest. No, no, no. I've, they was, they was class. Modest, wasn't it? Yeah, very good. I yeah. know, but oh, fast song, and I, I sort of died towards the end, to be honest. No, no, I thought you did a brilliant job, so well done. We've also got, um, that's Alfie, and we've also got Freddie. Um, hello, Freddie, if you just want to... Hi. There you go, it's Freddie. So we've got, uh, so Alfie, you're 15, aren't you? And Freddie, you're 10. Yeah, Ryan, so just to recap what we spoke about at the end of our last episode, the reason for having your boys in tonight? Sibling support is a big um, sort of topic that we are focusing on this year uh, within the, the charity. Um, we've recently taken on a play therapist to support parents, and uh, sorry, to support siblings yeah. of parents um, who have lost um, a, a baby through stillbirth, neonate death, miscarriage, termination for medical reasons, to support the siblings, obviously, because quite, uh, quite often than not, they are forgotten in the mix of grief, um, whether that be siblings who are already here when their brother or sister dies or siblings who sadly are born into that family uh, where they are aware that they have a brother or sister mm. who, unfortunately, they've never been able to meet so it's a really important topic it's a really important yeah. issue that needs to be um, addressed because you know at the end of the day these kids are our future and it's important to make sure that they're given a voice and a platform uh, which is one of the reasons why we decided to invite both Alfie and Freddie in today because we're sort of two birds with one stone really mm. we've got one that was pre loss of Lily yeah. and one post loss both have been very, very active in in lots of different things to do with the charity since they've been here. And also trying to raise money themselves um, for the charity and, and doing their own fundraising things. So I won't steal the thunder. I'll let them talk about it a little bit more. But yeah, it's, it's just important, obviously, and it gives these a stepping stone to be able to get their voice heard. It's a great idea and, and, and something a little bit different. There was a previous episode that we did. It was in series one, actually. It was the fifth episode. Back before we were using a studio and back before we were even using microphones. Sorry, by the way, season one, episode four, I took that down last week because the sound <laughs> quality and it was dreadful. So we'll, we'll redo that one. That episode was called Sibling Support Through Daddy's Eyes. There were similarities between that and, and obviously tonight, but we, we've got the boys in too. And we thought it's interesting, obviously, for those families who have got other children too, just maybe just a way to, to offer some, some relatability and some comfort and... 
the way I was looking at it was almost as if it's a, a flight where, you know, we're flying the wall into, into your house and the sorts of conversations that you may have had and, and still will have over the coming years. So, so that's what we're going to be doing. Like I said, if there's anyone uh, listening who's got any particular things they'd like to ask, please go ahead and do so. And uh, Ryan's keeping an eye on the comments. And yeah, we can, we can do just that. So Alfie, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, how, how old you are. And um, Ryan said not to mention the name of your girlfriend. Why? Your dad. Oh, was that you, Freddie? Who? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Alfie. uh, I'm 15. I do quite a lot of stuff for my age, I guess you could say. I used to swim, gave up too much time, took too much effort as well, to be fairly honest. (laughs) Uh, I now play drums. Uh, I'm into my playing stuff. I've got a computer at home, very powerful, spent a lot of money on it. Nice. Uh, Pretty sure he's not very happy about it after... I came down the stairs this morning to say that my hard drive had stopped working, which to the reply was, oh, it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> it's your problem. You sort it out. Oh, Dad. Actually, I didn't say that. Well, what was it then? <laughs> it, it was, I didn't say well, that. That's sort of that's I said everything's I a it. drama. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so uh, yeah, I like to do Flight Simulator, stuff like that, gaming, FIFA, uh, which I'm better than him at, definitely. Is that true, Freddie? Want to talk? No. no. <laughs> Alfie was shown us actually before you uh, before we went live tonight with your, your your model planes and everything. I thought he's quite a hobby, but then he was underselling it a bit. You, you saw these as well, didn't you, mate? He's making a small fortune from this. I'm getting into it when I get home. Unbelievable. Get a franchise going or something. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. So if anyone yeah. would like to buy any replicas or a, a small scale model of Birmingham <laughs> Airport, they're all, all there. And uh, you can get in touch with uh, Alfie. £350 to be very precise. Oh, there we go, look. That's it, get you on Dragon's Den. Yeah. <laughs> Offers open, Instagram and Facebook. Oh, wow. Free. <laughs> what do you said uh, anything about advertising. Freddie, what do you make of uh, your brother's um, hobbies? you getting into that too? Is that something you're interested in? No. No, what about you? Uh, TikTok heard your thing. Yeah, kind of. Who do you follow on there? Anyone interested? Or is it anyone we've even heard of? <laughs> no, not really. No, I bet you've got more followers than us though, haven't you? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he buys them. No, don't. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you first, Alfie, about your, your memories, if you can, and, and just any emotions and stuff that you may um, be able to recall. Now, I get when, when your sister passed, when Lily Mae passed, you were, I think, believe, was it, was it three, about three years old? Yeah, it was three years old, yeah. So what I want to do, I just want to start this off and then sort of just, you know, sit back and, and let you and your family sort of talk it out. Matt, if you want to jump in any time, we'll, and we'll do the same. Just to talk about that, you know, the, the feelings, the processes, and... And because I think it's very important for, especially with the work that you guys have done with the charity and, and of course, the stage and where you're at with your lives now for people that are going through this tragedy. And it's, it's very new and very raw. I think there's a lot of comfort and a lot of advice and just a lot of education that, that these people will be able to, to hear from you, especially people around your age, too. Well, uh, I don't obviously three. You, you don't really remember yeah. a lot of things from when you're three. Um, all I do remember. I don't remember much at 43 now, to be honest with you, mate, so don't worry. Uh, well, obviously, being told what happened sort of, I don't know, sort of jogs it slightly. But obviously, at that age, you wouldn't really expect for a three year old to understand what was going on at the time. But since, like, I can remember small snippets of, like, what was happening, obviously, between yeah. dad and mum, but never really understood why yeah. that was happening and then now that that story's been told to me then it comes back clear as to like why that was happening so I think when it was all going down I was with my nan and granddad mm. so then about um, and then you know like moving from nan and granddad to nan and granddad because obviously yeah. going in to see them two in hospital and stuff and 
like just didn't understand just thought it was go it was basically a holiday for me because yeah you're like I've got a mosque <laughs> were you at school or were you at nursery at that time uh, I think he, he it was, was at like pathways, he, weren't it? Yeah. yeah, he was at a preschool. Okay. Um, so in your head, you got a bit of time off school originally, yeah. isn't it? Three years old, yeah. But um, like my best friend Aaron, no, I'm still best mates with him now. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I, I used to go round his quite a lot when everything was happening. It was sort of just like a a way to sort. Of, I, I would you could probably back me up. It was a way to sort of distract me from what was going on. If that. Yeah. I think for us, it was important to keep him. So we, we kept him in preschool because we wanted to keep some form of normality for him. At three years old, obviously, like he's just said there, it's very, very... You you won't get many three-year-olds who understand... Yeah. Well, you won't get three-year-olds that understand um, death in general because yeah. they don't, at that time, have the maturity to be able to understand the finality of, of, of what's occurred. I vividly remember coming back to um, Amy's mum and dad's house after we'd just been told, or sorry, after we'd just been in the hospital and we'd found out the, the news and what have you, and sitting Alfie down. And at this point, Alfie, at three years old, kids, boys are either into trains, cars, or, you know, anything that they can just push around or mm. throw around. And he, I, I remember sitting him down and saying, Alfie, uh, the baby that was in mummy's tummy isn't going, isn't coming isn't going to be coming mm. home. There were no questions from him because he's not, you know, he's not, he, he wouldn't have been mature enough to ask them. And within 10, 15 seconds, it was like, okay, can I go and play my trains? Yeah. Because that's how kids yeah, work, isn't yeah. it? You know, that's Absolutely. exactly how they work. Whereas he would have been aware, like he said, when he's going between grandparents' houses and, and you know, where we're... You can sense, there's a sense, isn't yeah. there? You can sense things where it's not tangible, isn't it? But that's yeah, and then that. what you get usually with kids at that age is you tend to then start getting the anxieties, mm. you know, maybe things like ticks, things like that. Where, Did you notice anything like this with, with Alfie? Do you know what? Hand on heart, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I really can't. We did go through a phase at one point with Alfie where, where he had a, like a ticky type thing. It was something to do with his eye, I think. Um, and we put it down to the fact that it probably was stress, yeah. it probably anxiety was related. anxiety and, yeah. and what have you. But for us as as parents at that time when it was obviously very raw and emotional, we Alfie thinks that he came to the hospital, right? but he didn't come to the hospital. Well, I don't, I don't know because well, obviously, <laughs> as I say, free, you don't really remember that much yeah. stuff, but... The re- I could have sworn I was there once. The, the reason, and, and actually, you know, the reason we didn't take Alfie to the hospital to meet Lily was because Alfie at three had a very, very vivid imagination. He was one of these types of kids where anything that happened would stay with him. And we didn't want to frighten him. Yeah. We didn't want to put him into a situation where it was going to potentially make things a lot, lot worse. Mm. Um, it, you've got to really handle it, haven't you? I, yeah. I was gonna say, so Sorry, let me bring him back. White House, yeah, Matt. No, no, it's, uh, it's a real balance, isn't it? Because, like, even even now, like, we, you know, talking with a different perspective, we've now got Etta, who's, who's come after Cali, and he's that whole balance of, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've always been honest and open about Cali and stuff, and Etta is four, turning five September, so she's just a slightly older than Alfie was. But as Ryan has already said, she's doing her best, but she's not mature yeah. enough to understand exactly what it's all about at the moment. And, 
you know, she said little things here and there. She'll say like, oh, Sissy's, Sissy's uh, here, but she's not a real person, is she? And it's like, but it, it's trying to then... F- Tell her, yes, yeah, she is. But she's I was going to say, how do you when she comes over and, and, and well, asks we, you that question? We, how do you respond? We just we just respond as honestly as we, we can. We just say, like, you know, um, yes, yeah, she's a real person, but she's just not. She's yeah. just not here, you know. Um, and she knows that she passed away. You know, yeah. she she she's she understands that, but she doesn't understand why. Or what and I guess over time, that's you know, that's conversations that you're going to keep revisiting and and and. and with different levels of the information, isn't yeah, it? As the, as the brain matures and they become more inquisitive, because I just realised. So, Freddie, you're, you're five, aren't you? So, my uh, my youngest daughter just took, sorry, <laughs> other, one, other one's five. Who, who did I just say? Freddie, you said he was five. Freddie, yeah, yeah. Right, I'll start that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Freddie, you're ten. There we go. Right, which actually invalidates my entire point I was about to make. So. <laughs> to, to come back to what you were saying a moment or so ago, Ryan, and, and with what we just touched on, those conversations that you've had, um, sticking with Alfie for the, for the time being, and how they've changed over the years, and, and you can jump in too with just, it's quite interesting to see how you've grown up knowing what's happened and how you've, you've handled it and managed it, and, you know, you're getting on with your life. I think one of the, the sort of key things to... To say, if to, I mean, to obviously any parent that's that's listening who have got other children, whether that's pre-loss or, or post-loss, is that every parent knows their own child, you know, and knows how to deal with that child. What they might not know is the wording to use and things like that. But actually, the the decision making in regard to when we um, didn't take him to hospital was because we knew exactly how that was going to yeah. pan out for him. And also from where, you, you know, it's no disrespect to the children in the room. I've got two myself and I know sometimes you don't they need a lot of attention. Yeah. And there's not the moment where you can really be no, giving it absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And also you put them in, in that room, yeah. which is a room full of like pure sadness, sadness yeah. where they're seeing hmm. so many people crying and, yeah. and so many people in, you know, distress and what have you. As a three year old, it's imprint. just not the, yeah. the thing that we wanted him to 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 sort of remember i think over the years when you know we used to do but we do birthdays and 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 things there's one i've always had this one image of alfie that's always stuck with me as well which was lily's first birthday when we went to the cemetery and i'll I'll never forget him holding a, a a balloon and amy's mobile phone with um somewhere over the rainbow plane on it and he stood there and I remember looking at him thinking, like, what have, what have I done? What have we done? Like, what, for me, what have I done? What do you mean by what have you, by, by taking Alfie to, to the... No, it was more of a, why couldn't I stop all of this? Oh, sort okay. Sort of thing, what, what have I done? So you're torturing, you're mentally torturing yeah, yourself men- really there. mentally because, torturing yeah. myself, because, because, and that's yeah. where you, then it came back down to a, a lot of the sort of the control guilt, thing it? and yeah. the guilt and things like that. And it was then really, really important to be able to hmm. get him a, a, a brother or a sister. Yeah. Or it was just, it was torture. It was absolute torture. But I think one thing that he's always been very good at is being open and, and talkative about about yeah. that he's got a sister, yeah. that he's, you know, that's in, in heaven or however he believes it. And, you know, he's got his own Instagram page and, and things like that, which he's, he posts birthday um, messages, Christmas, you know, things like that. So he's very much aware. Um, and 
there, there have been things that have happened over the years where unfortunately there's been some unsavory things said about Lily by some people because kids can also be very cruel yeah. that he's had to deal with as well as a as a teenager and it's not it's not easy at all yeah that can't do you want to speak on that at yeah, all yeah. Is that, that can't be an easy thing it's like, Sorry um, to hear that. I remember like the first time it happened I remember coming home from school ran up to my room started crying he comes in he's like oh what's wrong and I I remember the first words that I said was why me and he was just like why me why and I was like well so and so said this about Lily, like, what, why me? Why have they taken this out on one, my family, and two, me? Mm. Like, what have I done to deserve this? And all his response was, well, obviously, that's the only place where they can see that you have holes in yourself. Yeah, very and true. That, like, that's, that's what made me the angriest about it. It's like, yeah. out of all the things that they had to find that were part of me, they had to take the one part. My family, well, if anyone talks bad about my family, I won't, I won't have it. I won't have it for a single minute. And I'll tell them that they're in the wrong straight to their face. Good on you. When, when something like that happens, so obviously, one, you're not expecting it because obviously past experience, nothing's ever happened to yeah. me like that before. I'm, I'm sure he can say the same the first time it happened or someone said anything about Lily to him, then he wasn't expecting it because obviously you don't really expect people to be that cruel in that way. Yeah, but as soon as it happened, like, I didn't say anything because it was just pure shock. It was You're like, processing it. Yeah. Why? Why? Like why? How, how old were you at this point? Oh, can you remember? Oh well, when that the, the most recent one was about a year ago, last year. Oh really? And even still, I've had grief off these kids and even, same ones, or is it? Yeah, same same ones, same group, and I can I can name pretty much every single one of them, and then. There is something which, again, I mean, just jumping back a little bit and moving away from that, from experience and, and being a teacher, um, and I'm sure Matt would probably agree as well, you know, with the, the line of work that he does, his kids really can be cruel yeah. at times and they will pick on, you know, things where they know they can get a reaction. Yeah. I mean, I'd love them to get a reaction out of this because Alfie, when he was younger, came to the came to the funeral. We wanted to take him to the funeral in a couple of years or a couple of months later, I think it was, he said, I don't want to go to one of those weddings again. And we're like, what? What are you on about? I don't want to go to one of those weddings where everybody cries. Oh. Because, and that shows how, yeah, the, okay. you know, because he, at that point, we took him to the funeral, but he thought it was a wedding because it's in yeah. a church yeah. and it's, you know, there were lots of people there. Oh, wow, but for okay. him... The way he processed it as a child was he didn't want to go to one of those weddings where everybody cries, because yeah. it, it, you can tell they obviously as kids at that age they don't like that sort of thing. And it leaves that imprint, doesn't it? It's, it it's leaves the, an imprint. The, it's the memory call. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, fair play to that. I, I've never since been to a funeral. Never. I, I can't. I can't be in a room yeah. where there's that much emotion and yeah. it's like going all around in your head and you you know what's going on and you can't do anything about it. But I, I can totally understand that. Um, uh, but I think you've, you've been amazingly brave. And one thing I will say is that as you get older, um, you will go to a lot of weddings, especially when they're your mates' ones, and they are chuffing brilliant fun. Yeah, yeah they're, they're right, off. So. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes you cry because you think, oh, yeah. I'm never going to go out for a beer ever again. <laughs> you, will, you will also see some people crying <laughs> at weddings, and then you can play a little game in your own head called, are they happy tears or sad tears? <laughs> <laughs> Just the rumour of it. Uh, and if, if you get a free bar, they're even better. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And a stag do as well. Absolutely yeah. right. How are you getting on, Freddie? You all right there, buddy? 
Yeah, so let's have a let's point this mic towards you a little bit. There we are. Are you comfortable? Yeah. All right, good lad. So, uh, so, so Freddie, who's uh, who's ten years old, not five, <laughs> and um, so you um, obviously you, you were born. You came along after um, after your sister Lily May had passed away, and I think it's quite important, as we spoke about at the start, just to talk about you know with with you and and, and your dad, with your old man, just talk about those. Um, old. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Let's, Sorry, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> We'll start with you, actually, Ryan, as well. The, the differences between how you have that conversation with one son who's a bit older and obviously has limited memories and feelings of being around a sister and then Freddie, who wasn't directly the same case. Obviously, there it's there yeah. in a spiritual way. Com- yeah, completely different. I mean, both of them, as, as kids anyway, have, have both, they're both very sensitive yeah. kids, sensitive in different ways, one thing that, like I said earlier, is Alfie over the years has done, you know, fundraising and, and things like that for the charity, which when he used to swim for City of Coventry, he did something where he was selling uh, swimming hats with the Lily May Foundation logo on. So when they were training, wow. you know, they could wear the Lily May um, hat and stuff like that. And to the, you know, to these, they were raising two, three, four hundred pounds. You're a little businessman, aren't you? Now look at these, the, the hats, you probably <laughs> made them hats yourselves, didn't you as well? <laughs> I'm impressed. So like they've always, well, sorry, Alfie had always had that sort of mould, if you like, that he, yeah. he always knew he, he would fall into to be able to do things as and when when he was able to do them. Freddie, on the other hand, obviously has to, has come into the world and has has come into the world following the loss of mm. of uh, Lily. So he's he's known as a rainbow baby. I mean, there is one thing that really does stick with me with uh, Freddie, and it it probably wasn't until he was I don't know seven, maybe six, seven years old, that it really came to the forefront about how much he probably did speak about Lily. Right. And that was that a friend of ours um, sadly passed away from breast cancer. We used to have her daughter come and stay with us um, on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, I remember you mentioning this before. Yeah. Um, because it gave her husband a bit of respite um, and also gave her the opportunity to be able to, you know, be around friends and, and other people as well. And she was crying one evening um, saying that she missed her mummy. And she would only have been about five at the time, five or six. And Freddie turned around and, and I, I was speaking to this young young girl saying, you know, you need to try and remember some of the happy times. This will help you go to sleep. Try and remember some of the happy times and think of the mummy's smile and things like that. And then I'll never forget Freddie saying, well, what do I think about? Because I, I never got to meet Lily, so I can't. What, what do I think about? And at that point, it was like, oh, mm. oh, wow. And at the same time, that was probably the first time you thought about it from that angle. Yeah, because he'd never said anything. He, he obviously knew that we'd got the charity and what the charity was for. Whether he, I, d- I doubt very much he had an under- a full understanding of what the charity was for, uh, um, sorry, yeah. what it was actually for and what it was doing. Yeah. But for a kid of that age to come out and say something like that, he's just so powerful. How old again was Freddie at the time? I reckon he must have been six, maybe. Six. Do you seven. remember this, Freddie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember it. One thing that's probably more difficult for parents, obviously me being alive when it first happened, it's easier to sort of like... Because at, at three, like, you understand certain things, but then, again, you don't understand the full picture. But like as I've grown up, like I've learn more because they've yeah. obviously being older they can speak to me about 
more older things earlier. But with him obviously being born after, it's harder for them because they have to fill him in on the gaps that when they're talking to me about it, they'll f- he'll hear it and then they'll have to fill him in on the gaps that he's obviously missed because he wasn't. I think as well, you know, with being, are you the oldest? Are you the oldest? Yeah. 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 So there's that almost a, a responsibility, which I think falls on just the oldest child in general, but in particular more with you because just with the conversations that your brothers and sisters can't have with their parents, you know, they, they tend to go to the oldest sibling for that. And it's, so you've sort of built up this, this real sort of tough mental coat of armour from born from tragedy. But I can just see from the way that you're speaking about it tonight and, and everything that you've been putting yourself through. How old are your other children now, Ryan? So seven and five. Two girls? Two girls, yeah. I'm just asking this, bearing in mind, with you, Matt, with uh, Callie, and it's our anniversary coming up soon, isn't it? And um, Etta, who's now four. Isn't... Mm-hmm. Is there any differences between the style and how the conversation moves between a son-child and a daughter-child? A daughter-child, yeah. That you can recall? Ivy and, and Bobby both know that they've got a sister that's not here. But again, they're, they're still very young. Yeah. I mean, Ivy, like I say, seven. I wouldn't say that she is as active, if if you like, in regard to okay. becoming engrossed in, in the charity. Yeah. So, uh, and what I mean by that is, is that every year on Lily's birthday in school for the, probably the last two or three years, Freddie has done some form of fundraising. So whether that be that he got his granddad to shave just half of his beard. I'm glad you said beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also... Um, You've done what? Well, you you tell people, yeah. Freddie, what you've done. Go on, Freddie. Hit us with it. A couple of weeks ago, I did a fundraising, and it was um, a name name the teddy bear and guess how many sweets in the jar. And oh, I raised how, how many was it, by the way? How many how many sweets was it? It was three hundred and something, three. wasn't it? Yeah. It was like three nine six. And then I think I raised a hundred and thirty. No, it was a bit more than that. It was just. Just over two hundred pound, I think it was in total. Wow! But then that's brilliant. That's like I say. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. That and and that's Freddie. I think it helps to yeah to deal with it. And that's his empathetic side as well. Yeah. You threw yourself into yeah. Fundraising. I threw myself into that's fundraising. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, but I think what Freddie also does, which again I think shows what sort of kid he is, is he he ropes his friends into helping him as well. Brilliant. So he, he had two or three friends helping him and his girlfriend that were helping him. <laughs> So, like, to get... Team leader, eh? It's, <laughs> get in the apprentice. It's, it's like he's trying to get the message yeah, out that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not just yeah. doing it by himself. He's trying to rope people in to help him. And, and at this then, age, too. How long have yeah. you been doing this for, then, Freddie? Um, I probably started at, like, year four, I think. When wow. When I first did my first... When I first did it. You did, I guess, the name of the bear yeah, then as well, didn't you? Then. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But to organise that at your age, that's phenomenal. Just brilliant. No, it is. It's something that you should be so proud of, you know, because not many kids at your age have the foresight to go ahead and do that and to, you know, um, actually think, you know what, there's something to do here, there's something to tap into and, and, and help. But it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. What I, I, a question I want to ask you, in fact, ask you both, because I've never asked you before, is yeah. what? why do you want to fundraise? What? Well, what why do you fundraise? Sometimes it's just fun and, like, you get to help, like, the charity and stuff. So, so knowing that that money yeah. is, is, what, buying a memory box or something and that it's going to help another family? Yeah. 
I mean, that says a lot about, mm. it, it, and I'm not just saying this because he's my child, but no, no, of course that not, says yeah. a lot about him as a child. And how does it make you feel when you're doing it? How do you can you can you describe how you feel at the time? Is it? It just you, makes you feel like. Um, does it make you feel close to to Lily? Does it make you feel yeah, like close with your you family? Feel, like, and, proud of yourself brilliant. because you're helping people. And Good on you, come here. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Obviously, like, in a way, when you're sort of doing stuff to, I don't know, represent the charity in a way, it sort of feels like you're representing Lily, but as yourself. So it sort of makes yeah. you feel closer to her. It's like a way of communicating with her when, she, one, she's not here, but two, you're sort of saying, like, oh, if she was here, I'm sure that in, mm. in the event that something else happened or there was another charity that we were close to in the event that Lily didn't pass, then she would be doing the same yeah. thing, but obviously in her footsteps. I think that's great. I think, you know, it's, it's so important to do that and everyone needs those, those moments of release for, for whatever reason and the fact that you, you're doing it in a way which also help, helps with, um, with the charity, with, you know, your memories of your sister and also be able to help out other people that may be wanting to ask you some questions, maybe even people that you'll never know have even listened or watched this tonight that uh, some of the things you said you might have inspired someone to, to do a similar thing because if that helps you get through those tough moments and also helping other people I think that's I think that's brilliant absolutely brilliant <laughs> Matt Whitehouse two things we've not done tonight actually one heard from you a lot and that's B right. giving you any stick about your leg <laughs> I don't even know when this died honestly I don't <laughs> like all of a sudden my leg's being talked about like, it's when I, it's when I was editing the highlights of series three and I noticed how much she was grumbling about my leg. Well, I must have been having like a flare up of one of my. It was right after the war. I'll drop yeah. it. <laughs> but um, so yeah, with um, with Callie that you lost, and uh, now with Etta, um, just based on what you know what we've been hearing tonight, and just you know anything that you would like to to mention and talk about, and the conversations that you have, and and. and maybe sense on the horizon I think something Ryan which you said a few minutes ago um, I think it was with I was it it was either I think it was Ivy is it seven yeah because my uh, my oldest daughter now she's she'll be ten um, and, hang on um, next month <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking is it Steno that, that is Paul it's April on Friday <laughs> April 24th come on right right and um, but she and we've mentioned this before she's now at that age especially in the last 12 to 18 months where, and I think it's learning about, she's suddenly become more wary of, you know, mortality mm. and learning about death. Mm. A lot of it's come from Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and things like that. And uh, so that's, it's almost as if it, it was, and it came from nowhere. Mm. All of a sudden, wasn't interested, wasn't interested. Everyone's going to live forever. Everything's going to be brilliant, unicorns, princesses. And all of a sudden it's like, daddy, I don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking. Well, my first response is, well, I don't either. No, I'm yeah. thinking that's not the right response. So it's those those conversations are starting, isn't it? With yeah, they start to cover it in school. Yeah, it's PSHE or yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And it, it makes me think actually of, of Freddie. At one point, he used to have a pet frog, but oh, the, the but the frog was dead. It was cremated, weren't it? That it, was the best frog ever. <laughs> I remember his name actually. Was, his name was Dodo. Dodo the frog. But he was, but yeah, he was dead. Yeah. Found it. Yeah. Honestly, Cremated. there was a dog, a, a dog, a frog, sorry, in the garden, and yeah. it was already dead. And Freddie decided. Oh, then you adopted it. Yeah, yeah. Decided oh. to put it in a in a plastic. I think we still got the container. We've probably still got the container somewhere. But it's the sharp. Honestly, I'm not joking. And <laughs> you popped a frog in the freezer. It, it's just. 
And I wonder whether, and I'm, listen, I'm no child psychiatrist in any way, shape or form, but I, I do often wonder whether there is a link between something like that and, a, and adopting that sort of mentality against an animal or something. Possibly. Because, yeah. because of an understanding of what's, you know, maybe, I Possibly. don't know, like I say, I'm not, a, not yeah, first I mean, in it, but... I mean, it'll be interesting to find if anyone listening can answer that. It'd be quite an interesting one. Just, just before we move on, since then, Freddie, have you moved on to living pets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am... Um, Quick yeah. uh, thing about death. Uh, you see all these quotes saying, like, oh, you shouldn't be afraid of death mm. because like, have a store. Yeah. That, that's true. Yeah. You don't be afraid of something that's inevitable. The frustrating thing... Oh, when you die, you you die of a cause. That that cause is understandable, and that's not frustrating because you know why. But when, for instance, Lily, when people yeah. die early and there's no cause, and it's like, why is it? Yeah, that's the frustrating thing. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it's ripping up the natural script of life, isn't it? It's yeah. not supposed to happen. It's um, at, at that particular point. Just a good question for you. Did you have you ever spoke like with, with the kids at school? Have you ever made them, were you conscious in making them aware of what had happened with Lily or did you not even, do you know what I mean? Because like, I'm just conscious, obviously, Etta's starting school in September, you see. And I, I'm, I mean, it's something I'll speak to Crystal about, of course, but I've, when I remember when I, I started my job before the Blues job, that I, I made a deliberate trip to the head to the school mm. and spoke to the head teacher separately and said, look, I've got something to talk to you about. I need to talk to you about this because it's big in my life. It will affect me. It will affect my emotions. And mm. I just want to make you open and aware that this ha- this has happened and it's a big part of my life and it affects me. So mm. I, did, did you have you ever spoken to the school or, or not? Or is that something you just leave? Or? As in their school? Yeah, yeah as yeah. in the kids' schools. Yeah, like, no, yeah. we... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I assume they probably know about the charity anyway. To be, they go and yeah, but the I same suppose area, right? I suppose at the time though, well, the the charity wasn't around, was it? So no, no. when when the um, yeah, we did tell the school. We had to tell the school purely for the fact that there were there was disruption. You know, yeah. things like funeral, things like that. It was it there was disruption. So it was about being honest and and yeah, making them aware that you know if he was having an off day or yeah. or what have you, this could possibly be. The reason, or if he starts speaking about his sister called Lily, yeah, yeah, this is what sort of happened. And I suppose then, as obviously the other kids have started going through the school as well, they know the background yeah, anyway, and they know. So I mean, yeah, I don't, there's not. I don't see any wrong in being able to, you know, approach a school or a, a nursery or whatever that may be for your for your uh, child to mm. say, yeah, you know, this has happened. If they say this name, it's not because. They've got an imaginary friend, no, no, for yeah, instance, yeah, exactly, or something yeah. like that. It's yeah. because the there is general, you know, connection somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I mean, it it's only just popped into my head. Yeah, now, but so I guess it's start school in September, this September. Just quite frightening. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Regarding, I don't want to talk about that. Because she'll be cleverer than math. Uh, first, well, she'll, she'll be teaching me maths. <laughs> but like, secondly, I'll just cry. So let's yeah, let's just move on swiftly. Regarding yeah. school, yes, question for my dad. Were like obviously knowing what I've what's happened to me in school, and then obviously sending me Fred, Ivy, Bob to school. Do you ever like worry about the same thing happening further down the line to them, or like? I don't know what I don't know what you mean. Should we say like the bullying? Oh, okay, right, yeah. Like, do you ever are you some hesitant or scared to send them to secondary school or school to in case the same thing happens again? No, because. 
like I say, uh, you know, obviously, me and Mummy have been um, teachers. I've seen it and I've worked with it, and it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. It doesn't mean that other people will, will do that again. Um, it's, well, also, it, sorry to cut in. You can't. You can't. Unfortunately, you can't protect kids from life, can you? No, life and, is life, isn't it? You know. Yeah, and actually, as as horrible as it is that what what you had to go through with that. It, the, there will be a part of you that comes out a little bit stronger yeah, from absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's flown by. It has. Well, we got, we got, we're going to end with a little game, and it's quite, it's quite um, interesting because halfway through the podcast, Ryan goes, "How well you know each other?" Yeah. And um, I thought that was a little tease actually because we've got a little quiz coming up later on. Okay. Uh, in, in a few minutes from now, just to, and obviously. I need to sort out what prize is going to be. And I've heard, <laughs> I don't want to get you in any more McDonald's trouble. <laughs> They've had a McDonald's today, mate. They have, right. Yeah, KFC instead. KFC. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll do that in a minute. But just before we do that, just uh, a, a couple of bits to, to round up. Matt Whitehouse is going to be on a different podcast. He's going to tell us some more about this now. And it's, 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 you'll know the names on it. Yeah, so um, does it, it's a podcast called the High Performance Podcast, which I'm sure that probably quite a few people listening have, have, um, have heard um, before. They've been going since the first lockdown. They started during the first, like, similar to, to us, really. They, they, but it's, um, so it's anchored by um, Jake Humphrey, who is the, well, he's a TV presenter. Sport pundit, sport isn't he? pundit and presenter, isn't he? And, yeah. and Damien Hughes, who is a, um, He's got like the, the he's like got the biggest brain I've ever heard of a bloke. He's like unbelievable. Like wow. he's a lecturer and he's like he's wrote, written loads of books. He wrote a book on um, uh, how to make a te- a winning team formula uh, when Guardiola was in charge of Barcelona. Okay, so he, and he did loads of research. And so it's sport based. And, well, it and is no, no. It, well, it's it's performance based. Right. So they, they interview. Are you just um, going on to talk about how your legs are affecting yours. Absolutely right, mate. Exactly. <laughs> sorry, they sorry. Inter- absolutely right. Yeah, I've got to get. I'll get. I'll get my scab in at some point. Um, <laughs> but I. Uh, he, um, he, basically, they they interview uh, not just sports people. They interview um, entrepreneurs, writers, yeah. people who Fantastic. are successful. Um, yeah. have been successful are successful so what are you doing um, on it? I don't know <laughs> I've no idea no I'm, that's a genuine question yeah, what yeah. are you doing on <laughs> yeah, how, how's it come about what, so basically I got into because they have they have guest listeners speakers so people yeah. who listen just brilliant people who listen to the show yeah. I got in touch with them I, I've been I've been listening to them for, for ages thinking look I've, I've got something fairly unique hopefully here unfor- through unfortunate circumstances but it might be worth just reaching out. So I, re- I reached out, uh, emailed, uh, well, went on Instagram um, and emailed the, the, the show. And within the, the same day, they emailed back and messaged back and said, look, we, we've read your story. Thank you for getting out to us. And we re- really want you to come on the show. So then I had a conversation with the assistant production manager. And she said that they're going to record on the 6th of May. So I'm going to go on on the 6th of May and talk about baby loss and awareness and and this podcast well that's brilliant when, when, when is this by the way when can people listen to it when are you going well, to be so recording it it's recording on the 6th of May I'm assuming what they do is they, rec- they record on the Friday and yeah. the shows come out on the Monday normally okay. so I'm assuming they record that and they put that for the next right. show but fantastic they'll I've got I've got a they'll get in touch with me basically the week leading up because with, with Jay, how busy Jay Comfrey and Damien Hughes are so yeah. it may change but they, they've put the six of May in for now. Fantastic. So. That's brilliant. And yeah, you do get your half marathons and stuff coming up soon, haven't you? Half marathons next Sunday. Wow. Training going all right. So, 
Yes, did my last long run yesterday. Good so on you. I'll do one more three miler in the week and ready to go. Speaking of busy people, um, we've had a message which you're, you're going to be seeing at some point. Yeah, so we've uh, so the, the Still Parents podcast and the charity have had an endorsement by Ben Fogel. Yeah. As many of our listeners probably know, Ben Fogel and his wife sadly lost their little boy, Willem. Willem, Willem. sorry. Yeah, I reached out to Ben, you know, told him our sort of story and... and pushed the podcast to him and, and sort of said, you know, is it something that you'd be interested in, in, in being able to give us an endorsement? And he duly obliged and sent me a video endorsing every, you know, great, the work yeah. that we do, which is great. So we'll be using that in regard to the advertisement and stuff moving forwards. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's a fascinating... I've spoke to him a couple of times just with my um, radio job in the past when we were doing some charity stuff, and I've read his book, because he rode across the Atlantic with James Cracknell, wasn't it? And mm. I can't remember the name of the book now, but I read it. It's brilliant. Obviously, I got it because it's got pictures in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on my holiday. <laughs> he's still very busy, does He's doing loads, isn't he? The day after Ryan told me about this, he sent me the little clip. I twitched on the TV, and there he was wandering yeah, around was Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was well. last weekend, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> Right then, thank you very much, as always, for listening to the podcast, whether it's live or at a future date, whenever that is. We're just about done. But before we go, I thought, seeing as we've got Ryan and his lads in tonight, I thought we could have a little quick quick game called Dad versus Lads. Boom, boom. Yeah, right, how, what are we going to do? How'd you call it with that? Wow, you know, it's just simple rhyming <laughs> technique. Drop the lights. Yeah. <laughs> you like mastermind. No, yeah. but what I am going to do, right, if you're listening to the edited version of this, have a little pause, right? You should now be hearing some game show music. Ah. Uh, disclaimer, if you're not, it's because I was lazy or I didn't have time or I couldn't find any or I got to performing rides. <laughs> I'll be ready. So I asked Ryan, your dad, a couple of days ago, just to tell me a few uh, little bits about yourself, what you're into, Alfie and Freddie, a couple of your hobbies. So I'm now going to ask Ryan three questions about your hobbies. Oh, God. Yeah, and then we'll see how many you can get right. And then after this... You three are going to answer three questions about Ryan's beloved Aston Villa Football Club. Whoop, whoop. Challenge accepted. Challenged. Okay. Matt, can you be a judge here as well? Just make sure Ryan's not cheating or I'm not uh, cheating. anything no, like that. Uh, no right. Google on there. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question number one in Dad versus Lads. On this year's FIFA game, which is a, a popular football game that both of you lads like to play. Yeah. FIFA football. What is the defence rating of Leo Messi? Now, these are your sons. They play the game all the time, so... I think I know this. Yeah, so it's defence rating. Defence rating? Yeah, out of 100. 64? It's the wrong answer. It's 34. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only 30 out, then. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie likes building model airports, as we discussed on this very podcast this evening. Yep. But how many baggage handlers were on duty yesterday at East Midlands Airport between two and six? <laughs> are you having a laugh? No, I made a call. <laughs> How many baggage handlers were on between when? I'm going to have to hurry. Made a call. Yeah, I'm going to have to hurry you up here. Sixteen. <sighs> no, fifty-six. Oh right, okay, so not too far off then. No, Just no. forty away. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. How you doing? How you doing so far? I'm not doing very right, well. No. Um, third and final question about you boys' hobbies. Freddie, right there, Freddie. Yeah. Right. Freddie can often be found, as we've also discussed, using popular social media platform TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is also the noise a watch makes. Who invented the watch? <laughs> You've absolutely stitched me up here. No. Made um, the watch. Yeah, the I, watch. I don't have a clue. Mr. Clockwork. Um, Peter Henlein in the 15th century. Peter Henlein. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, there Peter. There you go. Ryan. 
Your round is over and you've scored a Nil. zero out of three. Nil twice, like okay, uh, nil point. Yeah. Like Alfie and Freddie. How hard are these questions? Well, you've got three questions about... Well, you're, you're also Villa fans, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, OK, well, you should be fine with these. Unfortunately, these are questions more or less from your dad's era when he started going. Right? He's told me about these. Well, right. some of them. OK, well, here we go. You only need one to win anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one of Ryan's heroes growing up was Aston Villa centre forward Gary Shaw. But how many goals did he score between 1978 and 88 for Aston Villa? Wait, no, 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 no. Don't just take a random have guess a number. Have a think. Gary Shaw, never yeah. heard of the Gary bloke. Gary Shaw, should have played for England more. Do you, do you know? Definitely. I know who Gary Shaw is. Yeah. No, well, how many goals he scored? Uh, probably. Come on, I need to push you for an answer here. Should go 59. Is actually the correct answer. <laughs> Out of 165 Are you having me off? performances, 59 goals. <laughs> Wow. Our reaction is... <laughs> okay. Our reaction is priceless. All right. Well, you've already won. You've already won. We've got two more questions. Now, I asked Ryan this when I got in tonight, so I know this is true. Ryan's first ever game watching the Villa was in October 1989 against West Ham. But who did Ian Almondroyd replace in the second half? <laughs> I don't even know this team. Uh, Ian Almondroyd. Right, Ex-Villa Villa legend. So you're yeah. Andy Blair. Yeah. I think. Is it Peter with? Yeah, it's Peter with. Uh, Tony Morley. Got to push you for an answer here. Don't matter if we got it wrong. Huh? Already You've already won, yeah. Just Tony Daly. Tony Daly's the right answer! In the <laughs> second half. Ryan was at that game. And finally, Brian Little is a former Aston Villa manager. But how little is he in feet? <laughs> what? How little is he in feet? <laughs> Do you know what? what? Does his name I, speak for himself? I mean, I, I, I may be, you know, being a, being a bit funny here, but I, I reckon they might get this answer, you know. Yeah. Little. Yeah. I mean, it's about the same height as me. It wouldn't surprise me. Same height, stand up. <laughs> yeah, stand up. Right, what do you think I am? Five, Five foot eight. Five foot eight is the correct answer. It's three out of three. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. Brilliant. I mean, who would have known that they'd get three out of That's three? That's just... Yeah. What had nothing odds? to do with that message that you sent them before what, we started, what was it? The odds? <laughs> what was the message that you sent them? I hadn't even got your lad's number. <laughs> I'd be a bit concerned if I you did. I can't believe how cynical your dad's being about this competition, this quiz at the end. Is he, a, is he like this when he beat him at FIFA as well? I don't play FIFA. Well, yes, I can you do. And I don't play with that gets, formation. I'm not being funny. It gets to, it gets to, <laughs> it gets to about 4 nil, and he just says, oh, you've won, I quit. <laughs> My mate used to do that. He'd start getting battered and he'd accidentally kick it and turn it off. Oh, it happened a lot. I might turn a plug off. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, on that note, thank you very much. Um, Boys, I th- I'm, I'm amazing. I think you've been been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The way you've spoken, with everything that you've gone through, and yeah, hopefully you've been able to um, to offer some interesting thoughts and, and comfort to people watching the show tonight, especially maybe uh, other children around your age. So thank you very much, and we'd like to get you back on again at some point. Matt Whitehouse, as ever, best of luck with the uh, half marathon next week. Thank you, and with the high performance podcast. Be able to tell us because when we're back on, you'll have done that, won't you? I think. No, no, oh, when is it? Sixth of May. May. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Ryan. As ever, mate, have a good one, and we will be back in a couple of weeks from now with episode uh, number, yeah, with the penultimate episode number five of this series already. So, uh, listen, we've kept you long enough. Thank you very much. Have a brilliant week, everyone, and we will be back very, very soon. Take care. Goodbye. See you.